0: دراسه okay. on a
1: Assalamu alaykum wa wa barakatuh and welcome to Madrasa on E. Developing Islam in Me. I'm your host, Yasmina Peterson, along long special guest in studio, none other than Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams. And we are going to be in your company up until 4 o'clock, inshallah. Do note that you can send through your questions with regards to what Sheikh is going to be mentioning on the following numbers, which is our SMS line on 47913. Alternatively, you can send through WhatsApp on 072. 072- 2380712 but for now I'm going to be greeting my guest in Studio Assalamualaikum Sheikh
0: Wa alaykum as-salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh
1: It's Tuesday, Sheikh. and how are you doing?
0: Fine, alhamdulillah. Now, I was your cell phone, me.
1: I'm alhamdulillah, Sheikh. alhamdulillah. We're going to be jumping straight into our very first segment, and that is, of course, knowing my Lord. As you know, Sheikh is going to be recapping as to where we stopped yesterday. So, Sheikh, bismillah, inshallah.
0: Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. wal al-Muttaqin. Wal-Jannatul al-Mu'ahideen. Wal-A'udwana illa ala al-Zalimin. Wa-Salaatu wa- محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري من يفقه قولي اللهم علمنا بما ينفعنا بما علمتنا علمًا والإكرام السلام عليكم الله وبركاته Alhamdulillah, all our listeners out there. Before we actually start, we would love to be able to get into the to make some du'a if you do not mind. Let us all put our hands together, awd bilem ni shaitan al-Rajim i Bismillah Rahman ir Rahim. Alhamdulillah, tulin mutaqin, waljandatulin wa hideen. Walla'udwana illa al-Walimeen wa Salat wasalamu al-ashirfil Ambiyy al Mussaleen Sayyidina Wamawlana Muhammadin wa ala adihi wa ashabi ajma'in. ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنه وفي الاخره حسنه وقنا عذاب النار وادخلنا الجنة مع الابرار يا أزيز يا غفار يا رب العالمين اللهم اجلنا من النار اللهم اجلنا من النار اللهم اجلنا من النار برحمتك يا ارحم الراحمين ربنا ظلمنا انفسنا فان لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الأخرة حسنة وقنا عَذَابَ النار وَادْخِلْنَا الجنة مع الأبرار يا أزيز يا غفار يا رب العالمين إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آلِ سيدنا محمد واصحابه وبارك وسلم Subhana Rabbika Rabbil Azzati Amma Yassifun Wasalamun Ala Al Mufsadina Walhamdulillahi Rabbil Adamin Alhamdulillah Asmina, We lost yesterday our, The segment in Knowing My Lord We went on to a new Nabi To look at the things that happened in their lives As to see how Allah Ta'ala has challenged them And allowed them to be able to understand Allah through Rububiyyah As Rabb And coming to submit to Allah through uluhiyyah as ilah, right? Because as when you and I prepare to see Allah as ilah, we come to give to Allah what belongs to Allah. And that is our iluhiyyah to Allah, which is imperative in the life of the Muslim, imperative of the life of the human being. Right? For Allah has created us, and Allah says in the Holy Qur'an وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ We've only created man and jinn so that they can recognize my uluhiya and they can grant me the respect that I deserve and the honor and grant me what I deserve as being their Lord for all that I give unto them. Right? So this is what Allah says Allah has created us for And we are looking through the processes of the various Anbiya As Allah mentions certain of the things in the Holy Qur'an So that you and I may take the lesson Allah doesn't mention this as stories For just storytelling Allah wants us to see the lesson And what how those before us What they were given as commands And how did they submit to that And we need to be able to strive To want to be equal to those great personalities And Allah has shown that Allah has tested them, because what comes very clear that you and I need to understand, Allah Taala did send a message to every Nabi, right? But that message that Allah Ta'ala sent to the to the, to the Nabi was to be able to give unto his people. So this, but Allah has also challenged and tested the Nabi himself. Similarly. We as the people, we were given this message from Allah and His Rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam. But Allah also challenged our Nabi Muhammad wasalam, to the highest level, to the most uncomfortable, to the most unbearable. If probably we can say, Allah tested that example. Allah could have sent from Jannah. Allah could have sent the uh, burak, with the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam had to go on the on the miraj. I mean they had to go on to the, the, the hijrah from Makkah to Medina But Allah did not Allah allowed his Nabi to meet up with the challenges With the uncomfort, with the unbearable in that heat In the desert Having to take a a, a, a strange route Guided through the, the the strange route To get into Medina Subhanak la hawla lakum. It's not a normal read route It wasn't a caravan route It wasn't a known route It was going through the back routes as we say Right? Amongst the desert, amongst the, the, the hills, the sand hills, and amongst the the, the, the mountains, the hot, Mount mountains in the desert Amongst that areas, the Nabi sallallahu wa wa had to travel to go on this journey But Allah could have made it easy, but Allah did challenge His Nabi Equally for all of us, we need to understand your challenge and my challenge Your command and my command the way Allah expects you and I to be able to submit to Allah is exactly the same. Our oh, Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam had to do exactly as we do. Whatever you need to do, and there to see it you that is nothing in comparison to what your Nabi and my Nabi was given to be able to give to us, and at the same time also meet up with the challenges that Allah grants him, and be to submit to Allah in those challenges subhanak wa billah may Allah grant you and I to come real come to realize how fortunate we are we are not the only one challenged by Allah we are not the only one that is submitting to Allah there's been better people much better than us I just put their challenges in front of them really to submit to what Allah want doing precisely for Allah and they did not lose anything in this world they did not lose any quality and value Instead, they gain much more for the hereafter But this is the reason why you and I are Muslim You are only Muslim because, not because you've chosen Because you've been granted to this opportunity to be a Muslim And if you are prepared to want to live it in Advice of Allah and his Rasul Then success lies ahead and if you and I are going to be like the people of the other umam Prayer, who knew the lessons, who heard the lessons, who understood the lessons, but did it their way, treated it the way they want to, not submitting to their Prophet, not doing it in the manner given to us by the Nabi Muhammad wasallam, and not giving submission to Allah for what Allah is saying to us, then unfortunately we might land up in the same way like the other people before us, now billah, may Allah grant us to become Muslimin, true Muslimin, people who have a love for Allah. People who realize that our whole life is submission to Allah, and if Allah wants something, we will break our backs. We will go the extra thousand miles, not one mile. We will go the extra miles and add to the quality to realize that because we are in need, and because we've been granted this honor to be amongst the means the Muslim Ummah may Allah open the path for all of us, um, and inshallah, we are by our
1: first segment, knowing my Lord in the programme developing islam in me that was the voice of sheikh ibrahim abrams and if you have just joined us assalamualaikum to you do remember that you can send through your questions if you have any on the topic relating to what she has been speaking about as well as in our segment now being knowing my lord to our whatsapp number on zero seven two two three eight zero seven one two. our sms line is
0: 47913 sheikh bismillah um, we were before the break we were in the segment of knowing my lord and we mentioned that that we were dealing with uh, the form of uh, our subject matter is the ulvia of Allah Ta'ala and coming to see what Allah has uh, what Allah has done with all the other Anbiya prior and we have gone into the the kisses uh, or the stories or the issues that Allah has put the Anbiya and the people through we've looked at various Anbiya we were lost yesterday, we were in the one of Nabi Yaqub And we said how Allah Ta'ala challenged Nabi Yaqub And the need for Nabi Yaqub To have been submissive to Allah Knowing that Allah Ta'ala has given him a son Allah has chosen to remove the son away from him And Allah has chosen to put the son somewhere Away from him for many years um, From a young boy He disappeared away from his dad not disappear it's just simple disappearance Allah tells us the story of what happened to his brothers when they actually chose to be able to want to kill him at first and then later on decided no they'd rather put him in the well and make a story tell their dad a story that he's been killed and but the father Allah granted him insight to be able to know this knowing this he had to swallow the pain and the uncomfort really that Allah is going to challenge his children and this is what Nabi Ya'qub had to go through as being for sure that his son is somewhere but he does not know where but he knew Allah is taking charge of him but he felt the pain that any father p feels that when his children is taken away from him Subhanak Ya la hawla illa billah that's from the side of Nabi Ya'qub We've seen how Nabi Akub develops with his children and we said that he was a father of 12 boys, he had three wives he had 12 boys and all the 12 boys for that matter he reared them and nurtured them and guided them to the best of his ability but somehow as per Allah's decree not you neither I have the responsibility you and I have the responsibility But not you, neither I is the one who actually gives the final possession as to what will happen to the child And here Allah showed him that your sons were not all the same There was a speciality in one of them by the name of Yusuf Who became a Nabi thereafter And another boy then thereafter which was not a Nabi But his name was Bunyamin And this is how Allah allowed him to understand but the other brothers for that matter Somehow there was the link of shaitan, but they came back to the path of Allah. But initially, because of what Allah tested the dad with and the rest of the family with the one son, it's not there. It becomes a norm in the life of that parent. He feels the pain of the uncomfort of not knowing where my son is. So, yes, if you know you have a son somewhere or a daughter somewhere. And Allah uh, tests you to be able to take that son away, or that daughter away, very much allows us to understand what has happened to Nabi Ya'qub and how Allah tested him. When Allah granted him to be able to reunite with his his sons, he got to reunite with them again, and then his sons said to him, "O Father, we at this moment want to ask you pardon, please pardon us. And Allah showed him that Allah is prepared to pardon them on the basis that He, the Father But He wanted them to take a lesson from what they did And He said to them So far astaghfiru lakum rabbi Don't worry my boys I will go to my Lord and I will ask Him very very soon But not right now Not immediately right now But not very long from now I will go to my Lord and I will beg Him to pardon you as long as you can admit nobody else is to be blamed but you for your own action As much as you can admit to the fact that you did the wrong You did the negative things And you allowed yourself to be able to be misguided by Shaitan, If you can admit to that And I will go to my Lord Allah and I will beg Him to pardon you Subhanak la hawla wa la illa billah The sons of Nabi Ya'qub was all ready to be able to do that To such an extent That Allah shows us the quality of Nabi Ya'qub Right at the end of his life And Allah tells us in the Holy Quran Were you there the day when Nabi Ya'qub passed away? Allah mentions this to the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam But in actual fact, it's reflecting this to all of us And saying to us, were you there the day When Nabi Ya'qub left this world That he spoke to his children And in a hadith, the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam described what Nabi Ya'qub said He said to his sons, My boys, please if you don't mind, each one of you, you go out and fetch a a stick for me. And so each of them came and they brought their stick. They were twelve sons. Each had a stick in his hand and he said to them, Do me a favor, break the stick. And they took the stick and they broke the stick and the stick was broken. And so they wanted to wonder, What is Daddy trying to tell us? And he says to them, Do me another favor, go out again And bring me another stick. So they all went out and they brought their father another stick. When they brought another stick, he said to them, Now, don't break that stick. But take those sticks together. Bundle it together. And half of you stand on the one side and the other half on the other side. And then try to see if you can break the bundle. And they all did that they tied the, the sticks together it's now a bundle of six, twelve sticks together six of them standing on the one side and the other six and they all try to break the bundle the fusing the forces together they could not break the bundle so he said to them i want to teach you a lesson i want you to teach you a lesson who of you will ever be able to break down no, who will ever be able to break you down When you stand united in your life When you stand together in life When you do things collectively and supportively of one another When you supportive and stand together and united as Muslims Forever doing whatever you need to do for the sake of Allah You will be powerful and everybody else will be weak No matter how many of them want to be able to break you down he gave them this great lesson, and then He said to them, Who will you worship after Me? And then they made the oath with their father. They said to Him, We will worship your Yourself. Your, we will worship the Elah that You worship, the Elah of Your Father, the Elah of Your forefathers. Meaning, we will worship Your Elah, the, 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 the Lord of Ya'qub. The Lord of uh, 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 Ishaq, the Lord of Ibrahim, and the Lord of all those who came prior to them. We will worship them. They made the oath with their dad, and the dad made it sure for them to say to them, Please see that you worship nobody else, but just Allah. Meaning? The lesson that Nabi Akub gave to his children, let them understand the importance of us as Muslims, our whole life never, ever, ever do we stop in worshipping Allah and Allah alone. And he went as far as showing to his children, in my life I guided you. In my life I showed you the way. In my life I did whatever I can. But now that I'm departing, I want you to realize, take the oath but love by that oath And see that each and every one of you remain Muslim in the process Subhanahu wa ta'ala, to the laws of Allah So Allah ta'ala granted that those children has accepted And each and every one of them became a leader in their own tribe Which is then become the 12 tribes of ya- Ya'qub The 12 tribes each and every one of them became those twelve tribes and as they became the twelve tribes, it unfortunately happened that mankind was then misguided through the ages with Shaitan trying to offer the grandchildren and the great grandchildren of the great Umbiya other options to be able to be able to worship other than what Allah is from Allah. So we've seen in that aspect that the the life, the the testers that Allah has given to Nabi Ya'qub and how Allah has allowed him to be able to understand his responsibility and he carried it out to the best of his ability. We've also seen what has happened to Nabi Yusuf. (coughs) And in the issue with Nabi Yusuf we said the very fact that Allah has tested him by his own brothers and sisters must be a lesson for all of us. This is a norm in the life until us today. And Allah is going to test us with our own family members, our own brothers, our own sisters. Can you imagine? Nabi Yaqub had the worry to be able to work with his children. But Nabi, Nui, but Nabi, Nabi uh, um, Nuh had the worry of his one son and the worry of his wife. And Nabi Lut also had the concern of his, his wife. His children was obedient to him but his wife was not Subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah Your problems and mine In relationship to that which Allah has shown to us through the Anbiya prior We should be appreciative of no matter how many problems we have Or no matter how big it seems to us It is totally insignificant in relationship to other people who has greater many more problems and who are ready to submit to Allah with all that problems on their side Ya Rab. example the Anbiya and others, may Allah grant us to be true Muslims recognizing the life is in this dunya is a life of challenge all the time. It never, ever, ever stops. It carry on from one challenge to the other. Some of us has got ten challenges, some of us have fourteen, some of us got eleven, some of us has got three. But the three moves to eight, and then from eight it comes back to two and, 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 and so but this there's none of us that can ever claim I am not in challenges. Sometimes the challenge by Allah is poverty and you don't have wealth. And sometimes the challenge by Allah is riches, affluence. The affluence that you have, you are being challenged with your affluence. It's a test, it's a, it's a heavy test to be challenged with poverty. Because you don't have to eat and to drink. You don't have to be able to serve your needs. But can you imagine if you have an affluence and you have a lot But you don't know how to handle it you don't realize that you can actually share this with others that you need and you are stingy and keeping behind and don't want to give to others what type of challenge is that it is a much more severe challenge more uncomfortable more unbearable so yes a rich man's challenge might be a million times greater than a poor man's challenge but everybody is intelligent and we need to understand this Allah has given to humanity. When man can meet up with a challenge, face the challenge, embrace the challenge, and respond to the challenge, is the most effective method given to us by Allah and His Messenger, then the challenge becomes of value for us in this dunya and in the Akhirah. But if you do not know how to do Deal with the challenge And you're not prepared to embrace the challenge You're ready to say Yes, but why I? Or you really want to Not to share Or you're not wanting to be open-hearted Or you don't want to consider others And you only see yourself And your own And you become stingy And you keep behind And you're not prepared to share And unfortunately The challenges can be very devastating Very uncomfortable but we had to accept it. If we did not, unfortunately the challenge will stand against us here on Al Qiyamah. Ya Rab, May Allah forgive us for our shortcomings. May Allah grant us insight and recognition. Of how Allah has given many challenges to many people prior. We saw in the life of Nabi Yusuf the very fact that he had his own brothers who was against him. We then saw how he was thrown into the well where he had to spend the night there we see how he was taken out of the well and those people took him they took him as a slave and they sold him off in a far off land we saw how Nabi Yusuf came into this foreign land I mean he was in the foreign land they took him there they sold him for absolutely cheap we saw how Nabi Yusuf was then entered into the the family of the person who bought him, who takes him to his house and says to his wife, I don't have children, so let us accept this nice boy. He sees in Nabi Yusuf good qualities. So for that reason, he bought Nabi Yusuf and he brings Nabi Yusuf to his house. Nabi Yusuf was then a very young lad, not mukallaf as yet. Sometime, Nabi Yusuf stays in the house of this person and as he stays there, he becomes a young man, he becomes mukallaf, he becomes a grown-up, he becomes a, a young man. And his, his, his youth and his beauty goes to the extent that it affects the woman of the house. The lady of the house is now affected and she gets affected to the extent that she feels she wants to invite him to be able to be with her. We've said that and what had happened in, yesterday we went to the extent of what happened how she locked the doors unto Nabi Yusuf and how she invited him and how Nabi Yusuf, these natural, the natural reaction of any male or female is that they they tend to, 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 to accept and want to fulfill but Allah indicated that Allah Ta'ala has preserved Nabi Yusuf protected him so that he does not fall prey to that subhanak and what did Allah do? Allahutala challenge for Nabi Yusuf one of the common challenges that all the youth goes through all the youth what is it the meeting up of becoming a young person becoming a young person you meet up with a boost of sexuality in your life you have it wasn't there before it was never there there was a cunt you were innocent and that's why you were looked upon very innocently in islam and your reaction to life was innocence and then suddenly this boost of taklif comes where you become responsible at that time when you were given the sense of responsibility to become a man or to become a decent lady when you were given that you were also given this great challenge of boost of sexuality and emotion in the body right and if you are not properly guided if mom and dad doesn't help you you probably will also fall prey to the unfortunate but Allah hasn't allowed us to be on the earth without a person who's been in charge Allah took Nabi, Nabi Yusuf away from his parents and so Nabi Yusuf, Allahuduludin, took charge of him to preserve him, protect him. And Allah gave him that protection, Alhamdulillah.
1: Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah to come back to Madrasa on Air Developing Islam in Me. Just before the break, you heard us in the first segment being Knowing My Lord. And for now, we're going to be heading on to our second segment. And that is I am a Muslim. What is expected of me? And Sheikh is going to be recapping from where Sheikh stopped yesterday. <coughs> Sheikh Bismillah. <coughs>
0: Um, we are busy in the second segment at the moment the second segment is I am a Muslim so what is expected of me We were looking yesterday at the in this segment about we were dealing with the second pillar of Islam And that was the pillar of Salah and we said in this pillar There is prerequisites for this pillar that's necessity in place, it must need to be in place if it's not in place, we're not going to get value of what we need to do in salah, right? So we said that there is a thing called tahara, which is the prerequisite for salah. But tahara has got two formats. We said it has a physical format, and there is a spiritual format, right? Now the one aspect of salah is the aspect of the istinja, and we went onto the istinja yesterday. And we looked at the istinja and remember we shared to you the hadith of what the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentioned about these two people in the kubur with this laying in the cover and how they were severely punished in the cover because of the one because of the negligence of the tongue and the other one the negligence of istinja. So the Istinja is a very vital and important aspect we said and we try to make everybody understand how important is it that all of us moms and dads right through our life was never ever stop reminding our children repeating it to them over and over and over and over and again and again and again and again and another time and another time and and never ever 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 stop carry on and on and if they are young they need to the reminders as much and if they become older they must be reminded to remind as well right so it, 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 it's a perpetuation that carries on and on and on and on and forever and forever and forever and forever until I die the day right and like we said Allah tells us in the Holy Quran that repetition, that carrying on and on and reminding them again and again and again and again and forever and forever, that type of repetition, you will be greatly rewarded for that. And Allah says. If you want your children to be of the good children give them the repetitions for if they are becoming good the repetitions will be of benefit for them yeah, Rob. may Allah grant us to be good people who wants to be good who wants to listen to repetitions who wants to, re- to listen to reminders who wants to be ready not only to listen but ready to listen, and ready to share, not because yet for no, we do it because we see there's a need to remind, there's a need, a need to see that we need to be able to bring about righteousness and good amongst our children and our offspring. So we don't do it in response, yet for oh no, 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 no. We don't give reminders because others yet for oh no, oh no. Then you are truly satanic in your approach Shaitan is in deep in you And you're not prepared to accept advice Because you want to bombast others with advice That is not the objective Be ready to open the heart to open the mind, to open the ears and ask Allah to grant it when it bombards with me with positive advice, I must be ready to enhance, to embrace, to love it, to accept it and to enjoy it and to see that it benefits me as Allah says in the Holy Quran. And let me not be of those who wants to give another response. I want to say my say as well, no, let me rather, Allah grant me the insight. To able to accept it from you and to want to love it. It's not about my response. It's about my reaction to what I understand. It comes from Allah and comes from His Messenger. Whoever has said it to me, young or old, rich or poor, with challenges or less challenges, with, with status and position or without status, no matter who said it to me, Let me accept it for the sake of Allah and let me actually carry that out to the best of our ability Now, Istinja is one of those things that we see needs that level of reminder in our children and our families continuously Yes, remember we learn these things when we are young and as we grow and we develop in life and many challenges comes into us and we need to be able to teach our children the effect of what happens in when you become older and when you develop and you grow and how new challenges meets up with you. And those challenges shaitan can use it to be able to distort and take you away from the obedience of Allah and can offer you all the other things to corrupt and to destroy you, your heart, your Iman, your, your mind. And to be able to remove the barakah from Allah away from all of us may Allah protect all of us and so the istinja, as we've indicated is a need to be reminded for our children especially as the, t- the the clock turns and it becomes the life becomes older and the challenges of life becomes different because when the child is small and you need to remind him about the istinja, then he needs to be able to do it because you taught him that we was taught that in the madrasa but when he now becomes a boy that needs to be out of the school out of the norms, out of the ease so now he goes to work she or he needs to go at work and they're going to meet up with other people public people, people in public and they need to be able to present their Islam in their life right? and so they're going to work at a organisation or in, in, in public or in, in the open world out there and there is not the circumstances of home there. So now they are forced to be able to live it in accordance with what happens from the side of the world. And so if they are not built strongly in Islam, given that strong guidance and advice, they probably can fall prey to all the negativities. And one of those ways is now he goes to go work, work at a firm or a factory or somewhere, and there is a public toilet. And the public toilet sometimes is locked and sometimes is open. And the public toilet is dirty and sometimes is clean. And the public toilet, is a toil- uh, 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 there's water in or there's not water in, or sometimes it's toilet paper or not toilet paper. Uh, and these type of things, and your son and my son has not been guided by us, not reminded that, unfortunately, they can fall prey to the negativities of the life out there. And you and I, who does not remind them, subhanak, Allah is going to keep us responsible, but if we remind them, and they do that, they carry that out, we will see the great reward in our cover when we lie, and they act out those things that we've reminded them of.
1: Amen For that The voice of Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams I just want to say Shukran so much To everyone Who sent through The positive Contributions To the program We highly do appreciate it And shukran so much For tuning in But we are in our Second segment being I'm a Muslim What is expected of me And Sheikh is going to be Recapping to where she stopped last Sheikh Bismillah
0: Shukran Jazakallah For that We were busy In the A segment of I am a Muslim. So, what is expected of me? We were looking at the subject called Salah, and we were dealing with the prerequisites of Salah. And we were busy at this moment with dealing with uh, the issue called Istinja. Now, people sorry that I must probably have gone to the extent of letting us understand how serious this topic is. But this is exactly how it is. And yes, it's your son and my son. I'm speaking about it's your daughter and my daughter, right? Um, it's just simple. That reminder. Remember, people. If you do not mind people, let us not be of those people who wants to look at every time. I I say. I for I mean we we we're speaking to everybody. I've been here with an open heart, with an open mind. I don't see it. I see all of you, the millions, the billions, the trillions, all of you out there who listen to me, who actually respond. I'm not looking at your face. I don't know your circumstances. But I am realizing that you are my Muslim brother. So I must, by the command of Allah, see that I give that reminders. As much as it is for me, first and foremost, it's for everybody. And we need to share that with one another. If you had the love for me, then you would have done the very, very same, I believe. And because I believe Allah has placed loved in my heart for you, and I love all of you for the sake of Allah I might know you, I might not know you Simply because you say And you subscribe to that in your life Is what the reason is why I share this information with you And I'm not undermining any one of us Please if you do not mind I don't think myself better Most probably I'm the weakest of all of us amongst this world Ya Rab, la billah So in the issue of the istinja we were busy showing to us how the Nabi tells us about the story of the istinja And then we went to the second phase and we said how Islam has taught us in the advice and the guidance And the lessons taught to us by our beloved Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he says to us Please let us understand that there is a power at play in the toilet when you and I go to a toilet, whether it's a public toilet or a private toilet, or no matter where the private toilet, there is a power at play in the toilet. What is that power at play? The Nabi says it is jinn. The, shaytan, the uh, cursed shaitan, he and his powers are at play in the toilet. And you and I as human beings don't have any knowledge or insight or wisdom or strength or tools or mechanisms to be able to use against them. They have all the power, they have all the tools, they have all the mechanisms, they have all the skills, they have all the abilities against us. And so we are totally vulnerable. You, your children, your family, your parents, your sheikh, your mufti, your olia, your Of your and of mine, of all of us, we are absolutely vulnerable and the powers of shaitan and his that he has at play in the toilet is all against us and you and I don't have the ability to overcome them except, I'm sorry, except Accept the fact that we need to turn to Allah and trust that we speak and beg from Allah to protect us and Allah will then protect us. And if we do not seek that help from Allah, Allah leaves us vulnerable because we think we can do it ourselves we i'm referring to myself i'm speaking to, about my children i'm speaking about you i'm speaking about your children i'm speaking about my parents i'm speaking about your parents i'm speaking about my brothers and sisters i'm speaking about your brothers and sisters i'm speaking about my cousins and nephews and nieces i'm speaking of your cousins and nephews and nieces so none of us is exempted. we speak about everybody no matter your status no matter your position no matter your wealth no matter your degrees no matter what you know no matter how much you have and what you know of the reminder is there for all of us of what the nabi said that in the toilet there is a power at play and if we do not seek protection by Allah who is the only who knows them, who's created them, and who can diminish or neutralize their power? Only that Allah has that power you and I don't have. In this hadith, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam teaches us, when you go entering into the toilet, please say these words, right? Now, remember Jesus, the Nabi, with this great insight, all this great knowledge, the depth. He understands the whole... Physical world, he understands the whole gheeb, he understands it, he sees shaitan, he sees the jinn, he sees, he knows the action, he knows the details of them. You and I are in absolute darkness whilst the sun is shining. We are in absolute darkness whilst the Nabi sallallahu wasallam was in deep light, and he, through the light that Allah has given him, he guides us and he wants us to be protected in the process of the light of Allah. via our oh beloved Prophet Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wasallam and he says to us, when you enter the toilet, says, Allahumma inni a'udhubika mina al-khubuth oh wal-khaba'ith, mina shaitan al-rajim. O Allah, I seek refuge from the khubuth, the dirt and the harms and the negativities and those things that's destructive khubuth wal khabaith mean a shaitan of shaitan all those destructive processes at the depths of shaitan the filth of that the negativities of shaitan all those seek refuge from that now the word khubuth and khabaith can be translated as the males and females of shaitan could be translated to any forms of negativities or any forms of destruction of corruption of um, breaking us down and taking us to negativity, we need to seek refuge by Allah and realize no human being with all these degrees will be able to understand the details of shaitan and their work. But Allah, the powerful, the one who's created all of them, He can alone neutralize the powers that they have at play. And may Allah grant us all khair and barakah that Allah protect all of us so that we can be protected when we enter into the toilets, inshaAllah.
1: Amen, Inshallah. We are still in our second segment and that is I am a Muslim. What is expected of me? And I'm going to be handing over to Sheikh to continue Inshallah, Sheikh Bismillah.
0: Um, we were just before the break we were busy on the topic of Salah in the segment of I am a Muslim, what's expected of me. And we were busy on this in this segment with a prerequisite for salah and we were busy that specifically dealing with the istinja and and we we wanted to let us understand that the istinjaya was something that was taught to us by our beloved prophet sallallahu Alaihi wasallam he says to us in the hadith i am the messenger of allah and as the messenger of allah i need to be able to be the one to guide you to show you to teach you to direct you to all positivities. so if there is a negativity in your life if there is a negativity in your life you need to be able to realize the positivity from that negativities and abstain from the negativities see what is a positive in the matter and easy he, he said one of those things is it was my duty to even teach you how to use the toilet and how to relieve yourself so yes our messenger Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, whom we are all very proud of has been the one who has taught you and me the use of the toilet my parents and yours and so yes, um, his advice to us that when we go to the toilet to recognize, we said, that there is powers at play in the toilet, that powers can corrupt and destroy us, can harm us, can bring many pains and many serious sicknesses or harms in us, and can, can only allow us to, to open up the door to become much more vulnerable, destructive into the, the world of facade and haram. So we need to take to the advice of this messenger Muhammad And we need to see that we implement that in ourselves And we take the lessons of that as the elderly to the younger generation or to the other generations or especially those people who into, into this religion knew that they need to get exposure that the way we were given the exposure or given the exposure given to us by allah and his messenger we need to be able to give them that exposure so that they can actually live within the same form of protection from allah and his Rasul. may allah grant all of us to be amongst those people inshallah who realize that And we said that the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taught us the dua before entering into the toilet to say, Allahumma, O my Lord, O Allah, inni a'udhu bika al khubuth, I seek refuge by thee from the filth of shaitan, if there is powers, which is much more po- And the words in wal Bible is Now the word khubut and khubait We said Could refer to the gender That there is male and females, But it could also refer to the extent Of corruption and destruction And negativity And harms that can befall All of us In our physical side Or in the spiritual side of our lives May Allah protect all of us And so this is the advice given to Augunabi by Nabi, that when he went to the toilet he applied it and he seeks refuge with all the powers and the strength and the might and the knowledge and the skills that he had he still turned to Allah and he asked Allah, and he showed us that we must do the same. So he's given us the best guidance of seek refuge for using the toilet, because unfortunately, there's something the scholars are saying to us, one of the reasons why the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi does this, is because it is the only place where a Muslim expounds himself, his physical body, he, he lives up, he's, he's, he, he, he exposes his private parts, right? And now he exposes parts and imagine Shaitan is around around. Imagine Jin is around. Imagine what they can't do. They recognize you a human being. You've got certain qualities in you, there's certain emotions in you and they arouse the negative emotions in you. And they expose you to negativities and they grant you all that. So yes. Via the Dua of the Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam We seek refuge by Allah the fact that we know we are going to open up ourselves We're going to be exposed But Shaitan the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says to us Shaitan is everywhere now under normal circumstances Shaitan is everywhere But you are not going to expose yourself publicly everywhere So there where you can expose yourself publicly Shaitan is also going to be there and he might just abuse you not realizing, you're not realizing that he's going to abuse you and you react, accept those things to be norm, the billah and he then invites you into negativities into facade and all wrong things the billah, so the need for us to make the dua because the Nabi has or taught our children or our families to make the dua ourselves so with that it can be a protection for us and for them against the wrath and the wrong may Allah accept from all of us May Allah grant us to be of those whom Allah is going to pardon for any of our faults and errors or mistakes that we've made and those people who really want to come back in repentance to Allah grant us to be amongst them and those people who want to to march and to move on the sirat al-mustaqim. May Allah grant us, all of us of them and that Allah grants us to be able to be of those people who strive to have lived Islam to the best of our abilities and to be able to die and depart from this dunya whilst Allah tell us satisfied with us, pardon us for our sins and made us to be to walk on the sirat al-mustaqim with having to depart with a kalima shahada on our tongues. Ya Rab, Ameen. Ameen. Ameen ya Rabbil Amin. And so all of us need that. So we see a short dua as such is so vital, so important, so in Im- because it is the protective processes. What is dua? Du'a is admission to Allah that you the human being and I the human being that your parents and mine that your children and mine are absolutely weak in the powers of of Allah and the other other powers Allah has created. We are absolutely weak and we've got nobody else to defend us except our trust in Allah. Allah. That is to our inferiority to the self. I am seeing myself very, very weak, vulnerable, excessively weak, hasn't got no skill, no ability to defend myself, and I'm in total submission, calling for the help and begging to superiority of Allah and Allah Adham. The inferiority of the self, that ek erken, dat ek beie, beie, beie swak is, and ek is te swak over myself, that can help, and ek het die help, van ek glo, van hy, wat ad-dienig, van amul, en van alles kan help, en ek trust, dat Allah deel van mij gaan help, ya Rab, mag Allah die vergin voor ons, Inshallah. that we have our total trust in our Lord Allah, and that the du'a is that one of those du'as are taught to us by the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Most probably I just want to add here an important reminder. Remember, whatever comes from Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa whatever comes from our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa comes directly from Allah ta'ala. So everything that comes from Muhammad is directly from Allah Everything, everything that comes from Muhammad wasallam, that is directly from Allah which means it's Allah's deep concern that Allah Ta'ala has for us and has placed that on the tongue and the, 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 the exposure and expression of our beloved Prophet Muhammad wasallam to allow us to be Taken by the hand to be p- pulled away from the from the from the the, the dunya of fasad and haram and shaitan and the negative world, and to be able to guide us along and to show us the beauty of the Sirat al Mustaqim. And so yes, in this du'a. We get all that, may Allah empower us and grant us Khair and Barakah insha'Allah That in this Dua which seems to be in significance that's just before entering into the toilet Now, the moment you enter into the toilet, the advice of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa is You are now entering into a negative zone, you are now entering into a negative zone So if you enter into a negative zone, please see that you use your left part of your body first mean you 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 step in with your left foot first and you follow there off with the right foot because you're going into a negative zone remember the toilet is a negative zone consider it a negative zone and see it a negative zone and i'm speaking negative because we in you and i in today's life we call this negative it is a negative zone. See it as a hazardous, negative, corruptive, destructive zone that in actual fact is not a good zone. We don't wish to remain in that zone. We don't go and relax there in that zone. We don't go there to be able to sp- spend our time with ourselves because negativity will... In- in, enclose us will cover us will cover our brains will cover our hearts will cover our our souls will cover our everything our whole body will be negatively enforced then and in our action back in the world into the positive world that we need to come back into negativity will override us and negativity will be the ones that will guide us so consider this as destructive hazardous harmful negative wrong Everything that is n- the, Everything that goes in the negative Not the positive Not the good The absolute bad The destruction uh, That is what the toilet is all about And our Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam sallam says Go in there being cognant Being aware of the fact I'm going into there And I need to put my left foot first Before I go in there
1: and that then concludes with our topic, I am a Muslim, what is expected of me? We have concluded with our segment being, I am a Muslim, what is expected of me? And now in this few minutes of time, we are now continuing on leadership in Islam and its progression. And Sheikh is going to be giving us a recap as to where Sheikh stopped yesterday. InshaAllah, Sheikh Bismillah.
0: Bismillah rahim Alhamdulillahi wa salatu wa ala nabiya Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi for our listeners out there, mashaAllah. And the for that one. Busy in the segment now, Leadership in Islam. We are busy on the topic of communication and through the process of communication and lastly, we looked at the why for communication. We looked at sound communication and ill communication. We mentioned some of the verses at the ease and some of the ahadith. And we specifically went on to the sense of understanding that uh, communication wants us to be able to have a sense of uh, the, the leadership, uh, communication wants us to have a sense of judgment or positive judgment and interpretations that's good and that's positive to people. May Allah grant Baraka to all of us, inshallah. And so in the last segment, we were speaking to you about a hadith of the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam where he described to us. Um, in his words, we said, kana yu'minu يُؤْمِنُ Those of us who so ever believe in Allah and the last days, says the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, let such a person speak what is good or give of positive uh, messages other than that, that that person remains silent. Don't give off any messages. That's all. Subhanak. This is the advice of our Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And we said, the scholars speaks to us about the tools that they there is. They said to us, in using those tools, you, become, you make meaningful of communication. And this hadith carries the fact that we need to make use of these tools. The words is, whosoever believes in Allah and the last day, whosoever believes that Allah Ta'ala is his Lord and he believes that Allah is going to reward him al Qiyamah then such a person must be able to consider the way he speaks which means before he uses his mouth he uses his intellect and he thinks uh, very much whether what he's gonna do that he should be able to do it positively and Otherwise if not that he should abstain from that in the advice of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the scholar says to be able to do something positively it is the height of impossibility Because man cannot Man cannot just do good things all the time Shaitan is gonna corrupt him is gonna offer him many ways And so if he Thinks well before he does something and ponders well then he gives value to things because then he can actually remove the negativities or can remain silent on things which he should not otherwise unfortunately might all come out negatively and the Nabi says and the scholars I mean says that as much as you need to be able to be thinking very well using your common sense using your brains let it become active if you use it positively, subhanak, la hawla wa la illa billah, you'll be able to say righteous things. But in the same way, if you use it positively, if we use our brains positively, effectively, and then, subhanak, you will be able to know when to remain silent or when to abstain from certain things. May Allah open the path for all of us. Right? So we see the hadith telling us how do we need to go about, and the advice of our Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam that when a person wish to be able to open his mouth, wish to be able to speak, may Allah grant us of that. Of those people, um, allow me. There's a few other hadith that I want to share with you, and you know, we've mentioned certain ayah to us yesterday. Or the few days before um, Allow me that Allah says to us In Surah number 55 Verse 18 <laughs> That when you and I Ever want to leave a message Or we want to set an impression Or give a uh, response Or a message to somebody Verbal and or other Then there is two angels On the sides of us and these angels, the one of them records the positive, and the other one records the negative. Ya la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. So again it shows to us that when you and I want to speak, or want to give a message, we need to be considerate as to the way we go about it, and we need to see whether we are using the tools at hand. And we said the tools at hand is first and foremost the brain, prior to using the tongue and then after that you've you've used the brain, you use the tongue, or you don't use the tongue. Which means you remain silent, but you've used the brain and because of the use of the brain, the power it lies in, in the message that you give and or your, your silence is powerful. the La Billah. The scholars goes further in the tools by saying to us, in communication A very vital and important tool that needs to be seen that is part of us and I think I uh, want to use the one first before I get to this this one that that tool the tool of using the brain is a very 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 important tool to use because like we say many a time people had an altercation or they had difference of opinion or speaking to one another or brought the difference Right? And the one says to himself at the end of the day, if only I thought. As ek my net gedanket. A common statement found almost everywhere in our life today, on all levels of life. It has happened for many years prior, it's still happening today, and I believe it's still going to happen in the future, where man seems to not realize the need, the serious need of having to activate the mind, so that the mind can sp- give a vital message to himself first, and help him to be able to structure the message that he or she needs to give over to others. Right? And also to help him or her to be able to know when and how to be able to remain silent to keep quiet as a, the other tool that's a vital important tool and this is a tool in communication it is the tool of making value of the ears. with valuable words. The scholars are saying please don't make your brains, your intellect and your ears as ornaments to the side of your face. Meaning, don't let it only be there, I do I did job Allah create, I did job to dun. And job, right? If you have eyes and you use your eyes to look at wrongful places, then your eyes is going to speak against you. If you are having ears and your ears are supposed to listen, and you didn't even hear, leave alone listening, you didn't even hear what people say And you respond and Allah's going to give you responsible for the fact that you, Allah gave you ears But you didn't even listen You didn't even hear people speaking You didn't even hear the message How could you listen to them to the message? Ya wa la illa billah We have ears, it's meant to hear but it's more meant more to listen than to hear. It, it, because our ears hears a lot of things. A billion and one things. Whilst at times I don't even listen to the, those. But it hears all the sounds. It picks up all the sounds and stores it into the brain. All the sounds that passed made by my by, by. Right? All the sounds. It hears it. But you and I need to be able to to channel the ears. The effect of the ear is to be able to listen to certain things. To listen, not to hear. Because amma was worth. right? We hear many things, but we can balance it or tune it to be able to listen to positive things and to abstain, to remain, to refrain and keep away from listening to the negative things. right? So yes... There's a world out there who offer our families and our children so many things to listen to. And if the ears listen to positivity and listens attentively and gives the respect to the ear of hearing and listening, then our response to others will be more meaningful and would good. <coughs> sorry, would be meaningful and would be good. In the way we actually listen to one another, and and this process of listening, is something that we must nurture ourselves, and nurture our offspring, our children, and our dear ones and beloved ones, that they all grow with the sense of listening to one another. Oh, here how many a times isn't it that when somebody says something to somebody, the number one speaks to number two, number one says something. Number one has not completed what he wants to say, which means number two did not listen. Heard, he heard him speaking and was quick to respond to that because he did not listen. Listening was not, if you were listening attentively, a listener is somebody who don't barge in. A listener would not give his response until he's absolutely sure as a listener that the, the first one has given his full message. And if he's not sure whether the message is completed, he, the listener, would say, Are you completed? Is that what you wanted to say? Or almost would repeat to know for sure that did I understand the message right and he would li- want to listen He, as a repeat to l- allow the number one to be able to tell him whether that is it yes or no and if as a listener if he found that there was a that was uh, there was an agreement that that was what he said he would then think before he respond as a listener to then give a positive response but if he's not a listener if he does not give his ears the hak of listening which is the most important job of the ears which Allah has created for to listen to listen the scholar says to us we have one tongue and we need to listen twice the amount of time than being ready to be able to respond and to speak. And we so good, so good, we are absolutely good at it when somebody says something, I'm not prepared to think, I cannot think, I'm now just responding and I say my say, and I what I will say, that later as I if only I heard, or if only I listened. Ya Rab, may Allah this has been given to us by Allah as a means of communication, so that positivity can come to to us. And thus Allah says, "When you use sound communication, and sound communication is that the ears is effective, its job is doing 100 percent. It's listening attentively. It doesn't barge in. It doesn't send an answer. It tells you to remain silent." To die, you have to. I, I, you have to stand for me every time. In then, that's Jesus and your material mind. And the think what you had say and how you had to respond. And that is actually an important fact. Now these tools, people, are tools given to us by Allah, and Allah has made these tools. They are very vibrant. They are on what we call maximum. We know that's created the two of us, right? we either honor these tools and give them the the beauty that they deserve and or we abuse them through life we treat them with no respect and later on in life it becomes a second nature That this is how we always deal with it And that is right Even if it's absolutely wrong Even if it's against Islam Even if it's against the message of Allah and his Rasul Even if it is un-Islamic Even if it's the path of Shaitan Then it becomes second nature in us Because we allowed it to become part of us We're not prepared to take it into the path that comes from Allah So the process of sound communication Which we are dealing with in communication a Part of that is to see that we consider the use of our tongue We consider the use of our brain and giving it its value That the intellect must be able to always sift the processes out of what and why are we going to give certain messages? And our ears must be able to be vibrant and uh, playing the process of not hearing but listening to and the messages before we are ready to respond to want to speak to somebody else, and sometimes this happens so quick in our life, in in people's relationships, that the ear is not even clear. For that is to No, for reference, is is that listening? Um, people, it's not good. It's not Islamically healthy It's not from Allah It's not from His Rasul That He ever, ever, ever When somebody spoke He barged in We have the love for barging in We live in barging in We don't listen to one another We don't give one another That gap, that space That honor To listen to that person But you and me Don't we want to be listened to? So if you and me want to be listened to what we are saying, don't you think it's also right that when others are doing a talk or talking or giving a message that you and I need to listen before we respond? And this is such an important, very important, remember what the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, what Allah says in the Quran. Allah says, If you can apply sound communication, and the objective of sound communication is to see that your tongue must be preserved. Your tongue, the way you handle your tongue is important. And... You also use your ears appropriately and you use your brain and your heart and your intellect the same way and you use all of them accordingly, then you are establishing sound communication and the result of sound communication is, says Allah, things will become righteous in our life. Which means the negativities, the harms, the façade, the the shaitan, satanic processes, they will be all discarded and things will become automatically righteous because we are now taking to the advice of Allah and His Messenger. May Allah grant us to be of those people. right? And that we actually move to, great, to grow with the greater levels of those tools which comes from Allah and give quality to those tools, inshallah. And we make meaning through the process of having to see that that tools becomes part of the people.
1: Shukran so much for that We are in our final segment Being Leadership in Islam and its Progression We are including for the program Madrasa on Air Developing Islam in Me And that was the voice of Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams Now Sheikh we have been speaking about In our last segment Leadership in Islam As well as Progression And she has, has been looking at Listening and the sound communication but Just before I hand over to Sheikh Here is something that came through On our WhatsApp number It says alaikum. I have a situation with my husband. Whenever I tell him something or give advice he ignores what I say. The moment his sister or friend says the same thing I said, he raves at the good advice. It's so hurtful and all I say in my mind is that I told you so.
0: I like the comment made by the sister. May Allah grant I think it's very pertinent that we all try to understand what happens to us in life, right? Now At times, I try to speak to people, right? And I like to give advice to others. Advice is something that we need to live by, right? Not hasteful to be able to give advice only, but equally ready to be able to listen to advice. So don't let us only give advice to others But let us be ready to take the advice of others And similarly in the advice of our beloved Prophet He says That when I do something to somebody as a Muslim brother of mine And he or she doesn't do it in a similar way to me He does it most probably not Then let us find an excuse for him or for her And the one excuse we probably can find most probably it is that when I gave the advice I'm not that the status of the other person, so i must most probably my advice is not equal but uh, really I tried my best and most probably didn't touch that person the same way, Alhamdulillah but I've tried what I did, right? On the contrary it's also good to be able to find an excuse for the person he might just accept my advice but because it was given to him or her in a manner that was not uh, conducive to them for that moment or or they are are too shy to be able to admit up to the fact that what you said is the truth then they'd rather keep quiet accept the fact that their silence is more meaningful because if he was not going to be happy with your advice he might have just responded otherwise So don't feel bad Just accept the fact that It wasn't meant for me to be able to come to you He might have just accepted But he did not acknowledge the fact Right? His silence His very silence that he did not respond to you otherwise Is a form of showing that there is a sense of acceptance So accept the fact that even his silence that he is When you and I give advice That when they don't respond That is a positive thing that they don't respond if he was not happy with what you did then he must probably would have said something other for if he would have said something other you might have just felt bad and it might have landed up with something other so be ready to say to yourself, Alhamdulillah. At least I still have life. There was something, but Maskin for standing in for me, Maskin So many maybes says the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and find says the Nabi Few seventy good reasons that you say to yourself that he could have that you don't understand. Oh Nabi says that. Oh Nabi says that when the person reacts in a way different, you you for that matter you have an appointment with him. And he needs to be there at a certain place at a certain time. And you are there and he's not there. The Nabi says, find some 70, up to 70. No, find seven excuses, says the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, for your Muslim brother. The Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says seven. And the Sahaba says, Ya Rasulullah, you say to us seven, we will find for the Muslim brother up to 70 different excuses so that we don't blame them for them that. No. I'm not saying you're blaming here, you. I'm saying if you do not mind This is how we feel, it's our heart that is expressing our emotion, saying When I gave the advice or when I said the same message, it didn't go through to you But there might be even positive reasons, so let me look at it as as, as reasons That it didn't open up enmity, we didn't fight here I didn't create a war, it didn't create a, a argument and fighting I said something and he left it. Most probably when his sisters and brothers are saying it, he says, MashaAllah, shukran for the advice. Um, because it's then, you see the relationship is also between husband and wife. It's, it's not always that easy to give and take advice. As when it comes to foreigners. For foreigners or anybody else in the broader family or people, they speak, now. say, MashaAllah, prachtig, shukran for the advice. But they must probably don't say that's so easy to their partner. Even though it would be recommended if we can admit or we can uh, um, encourage the fact advice. but as we said the, ad- the words of Allah in the Holy Qur'an is a means of that we must be able to give advice on a continuous basis. And giving advice the words Allah uses Allah says to us in a Hadith, the Sallam says Nasiha, this Deen is all about giving advice. It's all about giving advice from time to time. But if it is giving advice, that means ready to be able to listen to advice and ready to be able to share advice, right? Not only to be on the one side, I will advice, advice. Start to worry for me as and advice. Frau, how many times is my breast open to listen to when it comes in that my breast is ready to enhance that and live by the standard of what the advice was given it's because all of us is in need of advice and it's not recommended that some of us must only be giving advice and others must be able to keep quiet, it's not good the person who is the receiver of advice must also be the person who gives of advice the person who wants to be the person giving advice must be ready first as innerer advice mut 100 advice fat in the advice i i i'm not i'm not fighting you please i told you people before i love all of us for the sake of allah but i want you to understand it's all about having to be open be tutamaki. Don't just look at it with one thing. Oh Nabi has given us guidance by saying to us that when I give advice and they don't respond to me, Muni issue kafani. See Alhamdulillah Allahu that guidance, the Hivayya iman anas. So the person has taken it. Alhamdulillah, that's important. And most probably he did take to my advice and responded to me by silence. Because if he did not remain silent, then maybe something interesting, then that it's go flee, or we would then get more courage, and there maybe more work created by us, right? So, many a times that it's not as easy just to say, "I did not see anything." Let us let us look at it very openly and say, "Alhamdulillah, um, my partner don't always treat it the way I think it must be done." But may Allah grant us khair, because yes, at least there is a sense that we understand what we're dealing with one another.
1: Beautiful Siddhi by Sheikh Ibrahim. a program Madrasa on E, developing Islam indeed. We are in our last few minutes of the program and I'm not going to be saying any much. I'll hand straight over to Sheikh to continue where Sheikh stopped last. Bismillah, Sheikh.
0: Shukran for that one and yes, Yasmina. Alhamdulillah. Um, we, we were just before the break, was speaking about a, a question that somebody asked and uh, wanting to misunderstand. to uh, the need to balance out things in our life is extremely important. Now, I mentioned to us a hadith prior. And in that hadith, Allah the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says to us, الدين nasiha Our deen is all about giving advice. And in one riwayah, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when he said these words, some sahabi retaliated or spoke back to the Nabi, said, asked the question further. When the Nabi says, الدين Nasiha," the sahabi said, "Qulna." Liman ya allah. we said O oh, messenger of allah when you see this deen about nasiha for who is the nasiha or for who is it to be able to give nasiha the nabi sallallahu alaihi responded by saying Lillah. it calls for allah to give nasiha Wali and his messenger Wali Kitabi and his book the Quran will be able to give it the and the leaders of the Muslim Ummah wa, but also for the ordinary people. So the question was asked who is the one that needs to give nasiha? and the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has shown to us from in what sequence the extent must happen of Nasihah which then instead of having to say who must give Nasihah who must all listen to the Nasihah and from whom must they listen to Nasihah too? So all of us must be able to listen to Nasihah and the Nasihah needs to come from Allah or from His Messenger or the Book of Allah or the of the leaders of the Muslim Ummah the A'immatul Muslimin or the Aammatihim or the ordinary people amongst the Ummah. So it wanted to say it, that all of us need to be ready to listen to advice But all of us also must be able to be When this need to be able to share and to give advice right? May Allah open the path for all of us insha'Allah. Allow me that, that there is another hadith that I want to add here To allow us to understand the extent of How we must be able to deal with things in life In the words of the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wa He says to us مَنْ رَآٰ مِنْكُم مُنْكَرًا فَلْيُغَيِّرْهُ If for that matter any of you see a wrong or an injustice, injustice or a negative thing or something that's not good, let him strive to bring change to that. Let him strive to be able to bring change to that. Let him not accept it as it is. Let him do something to the matter. And then the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, after having to mention that, he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam gives us the advice of the method that we must use. And the, what he says is, فَلْيُغَيْرُهُ بِيَّدِهِ Let him first try to use his hand in bringing change. And the word hand here doesn't really refer to the hand, but it refers to the person who in actual fact has the power that he can use because the hand is used for the power that he has which means let him be in a state of power to be able to bring about change now if you see something wrong happening in public do you always have the right to bring change we don't always have the right to bring change but the Nabi says don't be satisfied with it See that you, the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu sallam want us to understand As Muslims, we cannot remain silent We cannot leave the situation as is We must deal with the opposite of that Because if it's something negative, it becomes norm in society If it's something negative and we remain silent of it It is accepted in the younger generation It is accepted amongst others It becomes norm in their lives Because we remain silent But the Nabi says if you can bring change use the ability of power that you have those who have the ability to bring change who have the power to bring change let them bring the change example if you are a dad and in your position as a dad you have the power the power in your hand to be able to stop the wrong from being done Your silence is devastating, is corruption, is destruction. Your silence can bring harm. Your silence can take you into the fire of Jahannam. That is how dangerous it is that if you see a wrong and you just allow it to be able to carry on, right? May Allah open the path for all of us. Um, Time is of the essence in the life of all of us. And as the time goes on the radio, we need to be able to... I've just opened up a hadith. I would love to come back to this hadith with some other hadith and ayat of Allah. On the issue of sound communication, we make, we come to the end when we ask we remind one another. We've ended this, this uh, segment here, inshallah. And we ask Allah to put barakah into our actions and our things that we're doing and grant Allah to, grow, to grant us to grow and develop as the leaders of Islam we will now go to the level of reminding ourselves of our excursion that's taking place on the 26th and hope everybody's going to be part of this excursion inshallah and the fact that on the 11th of this month we're having our next which is this weekend inshallah we're having our next uh workshop i hope everybody's going to be there um we'd like to invite all of you it's in um, the masjid in uh, the area called uh, uh,
1: Al-sisirab, al-sisirab. So yeah, Al-Susraba. <laughs>
0: shukran for that one. Shukran for that one, and and then I would want to say to us, may Allah grant khairan, barakah, and asmaik to our collectively, and ask Allah to put barakah into the things that we've done. A'udhu billahi minash ash-shaitan ar-raji'm. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. Wa al-a'raf. Inna al lafi husr. إلا الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات وتوصب الحق وتوصب صبر وصلى الله على سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آلي وصحابب وبارك وسلم سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك نشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت نستغفرك ونتوب إليك والحمد لله رب العالمين and shukran, Jazakumullah khair for everybody out there.
1: Shukran, so much for tuning in, as well as everyone sending through their comments and the questions. Really do appreciate it. So, from myself, Yasmina Peterson, along with the producers, Rina Talib, as well as on technical duties, Faldi Fandalili. We bid you Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. we back tomorrow, inshallah.